The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Living my life down in this cellar, throwing my life away. Oh, well, you know, this is where I am. <laughs> I guess there's there's a lot worse people to throw your life away with. There really are worse people than me, Marcus Sparks, and you, Jackie Sparks. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. We're not throwing our lives away. We're, we're not. We're doing good stuff. Yeah, everything's great. The Lord's work. I don't know if it's the Lord's work, <laughs> but I what I do appreciate that we have a good time. Yes, we do. And and I always enjoy coming here. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe not. We all have our days. A window. Everybody, That's all I want. All I want is a window. You don't deserve a window. Well, maybe one day I will. Yeah, I don't know. Do a lot of radio stations have windows? Not many. Yeah, I can't really imagine <laughs> that they do. Yeah, it's fine though. We'll get there. One one day. Uh, but yeah, you know, sometimes you go into work and, and, and you got that anxious feeling. Oh, yeah. Like just fucking on edge, just fucking anxious and paranoid about every single little thing that's going on. And man, we have both had that for weeks now. Especially when sometimes I feel like my only solace is being at work mm-hmm. because I can't be anywhere else. <laughs> because I know that at least for eight hours, I am going to be here. I don't have to run from this place to this place to this place. I just have to be here and do the job that I've done for five years. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think. I just have to do it. But at the same time, it still creeps in. And then I have that weird maniac eye because I'm thinking about all the other things I got to do mm-hmm. and I'm not present. And I think for the past two and a half weeks, I have not been present for more than five minutes of it. Well, you have been going on a shit ton more auditions over the last two and a half weeks. I decided to turn up my game, mm-hmm. which unfortunately you kind of have to do, and especially in an in, in interim time. Um, for those of you that are artists out there, I know that, uh, or just anybody that's working on other things outside of their job, it's hard to have a full-time job and have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I already had that with comedy, but now with the auditions added on top of everything, I have been... A maniac. Yeah. And I, I was talking with Marcus today that this is actually the first day with us talking before the show that I'm starting to actually realize uh, that I have been so inside of myself that I am, I've been being selfish. I haven't listened to anybody in two and a half weeks. I, all I can think about is how busy I am, and you don't understand how busy I am, and I've had that tension for two and a half weeks. And it's not going to stop. There's no there's no end in sight. Well, the lifestyle isn't going to stop. No. But the, the way tension you but can the way stop. you approach it can stop. Right. And I and I think that's what I was so important that we did, we weren't able to do the podcast last week because we were both so busy. Yeah. Marcus has also been in the same place that I've been. Yes, I have been. And it it's hard to stop and realize it wasn't until last night that I came home in another maniac phase uh, when Doug was just like, "All right, Let's talk about this for a second. He's like, I didn't say it because he hasn't. He's been fine. Let me do my thing. Everything's fine. But it is when when you're in it, when you are that busy, you don't think about anybody else. And you just wanted to remind me that 
I was being that way because I wasn't seeing it. I was in a fishbowl. Oh, of course not. We were both, we have both been pretty fucking blind for the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, just because of the things, because, you know, uh, they listeners that, that, that listen to this show, a lot of you also listen to the last podcast on the left. Like, uh, you know that we just did a, a gigantic uh, three part. You know, 9-11 episode, which uh, it was three weeks of episodes, but about six weeks of research. Uh, and that has been building up in me for a long time. And this was by far the hardest um, thing I've ever had to do professionally, uh, by far the hardest thing. Uh, and ah, goddamn, I disappeared up my own ass so far. You know, completely selfish. That same thing's like that. You don't even fucking know. Like what's that, going on inside yeah, of my what, head right now? What's going on inside of my head? You don't even know. You can't understand, so I'm not even going to try. Right, you like, just shut off. That, yeah, that was, and that's what I did. That's what I did completely. I was like, you, I, I'm not even going to try to explain to you what the fuck's going on right now. Uh, so I just completely shut off for weeks, uh, and it just went further and further and further, and I kept most of it in more and more and more, so I went through a depressive state, uh, and then after I got to a certain point, I had a, an episode where I kicked up into the most manic state that I've been in in probably three or four years. Uh, it, it, it was, in retrospect, was terrifying. Uh, when I look back on it, like I look on it, it's like, oh my God, because it's terrifying because it reminds me, it's like, oh, that's still in me. Even though I've had it under control for a long time, I'm reminded that is still a part of me. That will be a part of me for the rest of my life. Because I think a lot of times, uh, if you've got like a certain bit of mental illness under control, then you start to think after a little while, okay, well, you know, I've got that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've got that part of my life under control. I got that figured out. That's figured out. That's wrapped up. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Which uh, you were like, you were in that state for, for a good amount of time. Years. Like, uh, you know? Yeah, years. I've, I've been in been in that state. Uh, and, you know, it, it just so happened that there was a night where uh, I w had been, you know, looking for a new psychiatrist uh, and, you know, for looking for someone to give me medication. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm seeing someone on Tuesday. It's Sunday. I got one pill left, so I'll just split it in half. I'll take one today, one tomorrow, which I've done it before. But he was in the middle of an event. Like the, the half pill was in the middle of an event with a lot of friends, a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time, and a lot of booze. And that triggered me up into the fucking stratosphere. And I did not even realize it at the time. I didn't even realize it until the next day when I woke up uh, just in a hangover so bad that I couldn't come to work. You know, I, I just I couldn't I couldn't move. Uh, I had drank so much. I drank almost 12 hours heavily drank and which is not so you don't do that anymore i don't that, do that <laughs> no i don't do that i used to do shit like that yeah a long uh, time ago a long time ago i used to do shit like that if a couple two to three times a week but i haven't had lived that kind of lifestyle in in years uh and i just woke up it was just a, a terrifying feeling 
to know that I still had that in me. And the next day, uh, having to uh, explain to my girlfriend, uh, who has never seen that part of me before, I mean, even though we've known each other for a long time, she's never... <laughs> She's never had to deal with me. That's the thing. I saw it happening, but I didn't have to deal with you. Yeah, and she has seen it happen in the past. She has been present for many a manic drunk, uh, but she was a friend at that point. This, she was intimately involved in it. Uh, And I had to explain, you know, after apologizing profusely, because, uh, again, I am not blaming the manic episode on this. No, this was 100% my fault. Because as we say, not my fault, but it is my responsibility. This is 1,000% my fault. There is no excuse whatsoever. I should have taken care of my fucking medication. You should have had the medication. I, it was, it's, it was, yeah. Exactly. I should have had the medication. And even if I wouldn't have had the medication, I should have kept in mind that there was a possibility that there was a fucking trigger here, a very strong trigger here. I didn't do that. I didn't do anything that I was supposed to do. So this was 100% my fault. And it, it's, it's very hard to, to sit down with somebody and, and explain to them, like, this happens sometimes. Well, especially with someone that doesn't deal with anything like we deal with, which is okay and yeah, fine. which is great. But it's hard to, tell, to explain it to yeah, somebody. Because we both, we both got that, where, where we've said that before, where our significant others are weird, but sane. But say, but yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, legally, in yeah. their mind, sane. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely weird people, but with no real, uh, but with no mental illness. With having to explain yeah. to somebody, I didn't have control over myself, and to someone that doesn't understand, what do you mean? What do you mean you just didn't have control over when you? Yeah. Or it's like when when I have my anger episodes. When like, what do you mean you can't even? possibly calm yourself down i can't yeah and and she asked me like you know what in the future like what do i say what do i what do i do when you do this i'm just like i don't know i I don't know because i i because that's she did try to say that night uh she did try to say hey you know you need to you need to settle down this is like you're you're being kind of scary right now and i just walked away i didn't even say anything i just walked i don't remember it at all like I, I, I don't rem- I don't remember doing that, and, and I just I just walked away. Uh, and she asked, "What what do what do I do?" Uh, and and it's you know I had to tell her, it's "Like remind me of this, like, remind me of last night, like how I acted last night. Like you are acting like you were acting at." Uh, and I, and then it I, gives it an environment, it gives it yes, you it, know a stronghold in your brain. Yes, it gives it. There's some sort of touchstone there where it can say where my brain can go. Like it can kind of flip through a Rolodex. But I also told her I was like, I don't want you to ever have to think about this again. Like I want this to be. I was like, this. I just want you to know that this is. It is a possibility, but it is something that I hope it's never actually happens. Well, again. you just made that. You hadn't made that. Kind kind of mistake in a very long time yeah and now you've learned you just learned another huge lesson which you know what sometimes i forget that you need to be blindsided every once in a while with a big mistake and you're like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm learning from it i i apologize i'm sorry but i just i'm learning from it yes i'm learning yes. I, I because it is a constant whenever you think that you are solid everything sometimes you learn a new lesson yeah and, and that's I, okay. It's not that it was okay of what you did, but it happened. 
It happened. And you can't beat yourself up over it. All you can do is learn from it. Oh, I've been beating up. I mean, it happened I know a week you ago have. Sunday, and I've been beating myself. Like, I stopped feeling guilty about that specifically yesterday. But there, that's... And then, and then today I found other things, that like stupid things to feel guilty about. But that's exactly what I'm talking about, where there is... It is so easy to self-inflict guilt, when you have made a mistake, a mistake that you learned from, a mistake that you apologized for. And was forgiven for. And forgiven for, because at the end of the day, you didn't kill anybody, you no. didn't cheat on her, you no. didn't, you know, you, you didn't make a fool out of you. It was, it, you shouldn't. Well, I kind of made a fool out of Who cares? Everybody's drunk. <laughs> but it, you know that you should not, you knew the place you were mentally, yeah. and you did it anyway. Yeah. That was your choice. Yeah. And sometimes our choices aren't the best choice sometimes the and only, that's, but you learn from it yeah i mean the only thing about it is that i i did get a uh, a new a facebook message from a total stranger the next day said hey fucking awesome hanging out last night dude i'm just like i don't i don't know you know I, like, I don't i don't know who you are but obviously you were you know you didn't say anything too terrible <laughs> obviously i obviously i made a friend there i think i had years of really just like throwing it up to god being like <laughs> hey man I, I don't think you're there but uh thank you for making me a blackout drunk that doesn't piss everybody off yeah which i had years of being like who i don't remember any of it yeah. but i'm glad i didn't piss anybody off yeah i mean 32 uh, done being blackout drunk it's just not it is not something that should happen no. at all anymore uh, i mean it's not nobody should really, ever it shouldn't do happen it, it yeah, shouldn't really, happen really really it shouldn't happen at all really you should never get blackout drunk really you should know your limits which i think is one of the very important lessons in life uh that some of us i don't understand <laughs> limits i'm still learning my limits but i'm younger than you are uh, so well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like someone's denial, denial, denial. <laughs> well, you should have heard the conversation that I had um, with my mother because uh, Doug and the Cowmen won the Creek Award for Best Album, very much deserved. Yeah, thank but you. But I won the Norm Award, which basically for those of you guys out there that didn't vote or whatever, um, it's for Norm, like from Cheers, of basically the person at the bar you like to hang out with. Yeah, and that is what I won, and my mother. <laughs> found out about that and boy did I get a conversation about my life choices uh. I was just like Am, aren't I too old to have a conversation <laughs> with my life choices I was like put dad on the phone dad would be really proud because you know he dad. was an alcoholic for all of his life <laughs> And he was a fun times guy. Not to say, she was basically said at the end of it, you should be ashamed for winning something like that. I was like, well, I'm not going to be ashamed. Yeah. I'm not going to be ashamed because also it's fun. Yeah. Remember what fun is? You know, sometimes it's okay to have fun. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I did have a weird dark moment where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I won most fun to hang out with at a bar. <laughs> Actually, you're not here all that often. You're only really here to record shows. Honestly, I think the reason why you won is because your drink was the funniest. I mean, it's the jizzy, man. Because <laughs> they put your drink of choice next to your then name. Then I had to explain to my mother what a jizzy was. And yeah. she goes, it said gizzy on it. I don't even want to know what that means. 
I was like, you don't want to know what it means. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just because you had the funniest named drink. Which is great. Yeah, which is great. I don't think you should feel all that bad about oh, it. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I feel, I'm fine now. Yeah. You know, you have a dark moment every once in a while. And I have had one of those. <laughs> I, had, I had it for, yeah, for... Yeah, I'm happy, so happy to be done, and, it, and with the whole like with all that series, and actually the listeners were extremely were extremely nice, and a couple of them actually very uh, perceptive. One, uh, I think, one person left on my Facebook wall is like, "Hi, I hope uh, the 9/11 episodes didn't damage your psyche or your relationships too much." Sincerely, like Which, not <laughs> you know, and and it kind of did, uh, yeah, not it, uh, not to to a terrible extent. Yeah, I wouldn't say damaged, but I would definitely say bruised. Bruised, it yeah. bruised, but bruises heal. Bruises heal easily. But also, I think what we need to take from this of where I am and where you were is that now it's the rebuilding rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. Once you recognize that you've been behaving poorly. Change it. It's not something that's like, you can beat yourself up for a long time, sure, but change it. Yeah. That is most important. I apologize profusely about how I've been acting to my significant other, but also now I am consciously changing it. Yeah, me as well. And it's hard to do that, but you have to. Yeah. When somebody wakes you up or you wake up yourself, which hopefully that happens first, Mm -hmm. then you have to decide to change for the betterment of yourself and for the people around you. I I think that I've also been in times in my life when someone has said something like that to me and I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm me. I like who I am. That someone that loves you that says something like that to you means it out of love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to listen. Yeah. (laughs) They're not trying to be a bitch. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're not trying to bring you down or anything like that. It is from a genuine place of love. uh, And that is something that you need to listen to. Yep. This week's Sex and Other Human Activities is brought to you by CraftVapory.com. If you put in the code Sex and Vaping at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first month's subscription as well as 10% off a purchase from the Craft Online Shop. I've been using them for a few months now, and as a guy that likes to use a lot of different flavors with vaping, uh, and a guy who's also uh, recently quit smoking, uh, it's perfect for me to try a whole bunch of different juices to see exactly what I like. So that's CraftVapory.com. If you put in the code sex and vaping, you get 20% off your first month subscription as well as 10% off a purchase from the craft online shop. Now let's get to the questions. What are we going to name this first lady? Ooh, Green Goblin. <laughs> I like that Isn't a that lot. Isn't that fun? Yo, yeah, that's real fun. All right, so this uh, letter, the t- tagline was snakes versus dog meat. Hell remember yeah. on the last Oh, one. I remember. She said that she thought snakes is a better choice. I love snakes. I, love I s- think snakes is the better choice. I do love snakes. Then dog meat's getting a little played out anyway. Whoa, dog meat. But I mean, is too real getting played out too? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Everybody loves too real. Everyone loves too real. But I think that snakes is a good alternative. It's just when you're feeling a little bit different. <laughs> I am definitely feeling a lot snakier. There you go. Oh, be snakes. I'll be snakes. You were dog meat through the rough time that you were just <laughs> discussing. Uh, you were dog meat for all of that. Maybe that's dog meat Marcus. I think Maybe that is. this is snakes Marcus. I think this is snakes Marcus. Hell yeah. yeah. I think dog meat in the bad times, snakes in the good times. We all, you know, we all have varying personalities and that's okay. <laughs> she said that she also loved bug juice. 
Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Said she used to watch it religiously and dream about being there. Constantly. Yeah. And I think we also had another letter also about bug juice. We had a lot of letters about bug juice. <laughs> and that made me so happy. <laughs> it made me so fucking happy because all I wanted to do was go to camp and get kissed. <laughs> and I think that's why I watched it because I just wanted to be kissed. Yeah. Well, you were eventually. By oh, man, I went right past kissing. <laughs> I think I, I don't even remember my first kiss because it was <laughs> right to Places I shouldn't have been too early. Well, these things happen. You know? But I can't even... It's like, I think there's something romantic about Bug Juice and about that show of having a, a coming-to-age summer where you learn about life and you do all these things. And, and I think in the back of my mind, I'll always be jealous of someone, which is a lot of people, that remember having their first kiss. Yeah. And I don't... I mean, I know the person... <laughs> Kind of, but I mean, it it was it it went so far. I mean, I lost my virginity my first kiss. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, I didn't. I never had that. Like, oh, I think I like him, and, mm. and you know, it's that. Oh, you just went swimming, and you got to get back to your bunk and just have that one kiss, and then you go back to each other, like your separate bunks. Mm -hmm. That was my dream, and then I became a whore. <laughs> You no, not whore. I was promiscuous. Yeah, well, promiscuous don't call yourself don't call yourself a whore. You're right. You're right. No, yeah. it's not whore. I felt up a clarinet player on the band bus. That's fun. Yeah. See, that's great. That's a great memory. Yeah, it is an awesome memory. Top or bottom? Top. Fell, fell, oh, top. Okay. Top. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Didn't started get, slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Started slow. No. 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 That was like at 14. I didn't get any bottom feelers until I was, I think, like 60. Ew. Bottom feelers sounds like women have octopi in their <laughs> in their drawers. I've got my bottom feeler. Would you like to see it? <laughs> would you rather me say stank finger? Uh, no, I don't. I would not like that at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's. But see. Did you go to camp? No. Okay. You were in band? Yeah. yeah for yeah. drumming? Marching band, yeah. What? Yeah. I was in marching band for, God, six, seven years? How did I not know this? I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. They all fuck each other. Yeah. Cool. That's where I got my first kiss. Well, I think it's weird because drama kids get a bad rep, mm -hmm. but band is where... I mean, I guess they have that in the whole American Pie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, band... There's definitely some fucked up things going on on the band bus. I mean, it's a great reason to get into an extracurricular activity. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... It was wonderful, yeah. The drums and the clarinet together. She was in the front, and I was in the talent, back. talent, you know? I mean, most of it is talent that you're into somebody. Oh, man, she just loved the way I played the trot. <laughs> Ooh, you 14-year-old Marcus probably looked exactly like you do now. Uh, fair, yeah, actually pretty similar. <laughs> Much shorter hair. Had the haircut from Dumb and Dumber. You know, just oh, like straight, no. like the Jim Carrey haircut. Yeah, the Jim Carrey haircut, just the straight across bangs. That is unfortunate. I was an unfortunate child, <laughs> very unfortunate. But things got better as it went on. Thank God. <sighs> Anyways, this question. My question is: This is from Green Goblin. 
I have been with my boyfriend for almost six months now, and as early as it is, we're pretty serious about one another. Next weekend, his parents are going out of town for a mini vacation, and we're invited. However, they only got one cabin with two rooms, so we would have to share rooms with his sister and her husband. I'm not comfortable with that because I get the vibes that I'm not well-liked, and if I'm going to stay with people I don't know that well, I'd like my own space so I can get away if I need to. It may not be that bad if I could keep him busy, but when he's around them, he drinks with them, and they drink a lot. He also games 24-7, so it's basically like being alone with his family. I don't like to drink that much, especially in strange places, what should I do? I'm tempted to just stay home and avoid it all, but then he won't go anywhere anywhere with my family, which he already avoids like the plague. Everything is great between us until it comes to family functions or games. It's so frustrating. Please help. And thank you for such an amazing podcast. Love you guys. Thanks, Green Goblin. Personally, I wouldn't go. Yeah. I know that then it's the back and forth of like, you have to do something with my family and, the, and it's that weird thing. And you said, you know, it is still early on. You guys are very serious about each other, and that's cool. But you guys be serious with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how old you are. I don't know, like, well, obviously, if you're watching Bug Juice, you're probably around our age. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but I would say that until you are comfortable with them, don't be stuck in a house with them. Oof. If you have, to, Because I think that that would only intensify the situation. Yeah. Just wait. Wait to get to know each other a little bit more. Wait, and then if he wants to get to know your family a little bit more, that's fine. But you gotta be cool with that. Yeah, you gotta be okay with him saying like, "I'm not really into going with your family to do this," and that's okay. Yeah, and, and also remember that. I mean, that's this sounds like a relationship that's about to develop some real bad fucking habits, right? Like that, like tit for tat bullshit. It's like, well, if you're not gonna come visit my family, then I'm not gonna come visit your family. Which it's not. It's not an. Un, I mean, I think that's in a lot of relationships. I think so, but it also to me that that kind of is a lack of communication. Because it's not talking about like, okay, like, do, do you see why this is weird for me? Like, this is why, like, here's kind of why I don't, like, don't really want to go. It's like, they don't really want me there. You know, I know you want me there, but you're not going to be paying attention to me while I'm there. You know, I don't really like to drink and you guys are going to be all fucked up. And just tell them, it's like, you're going to have more fun without me. That, and that's pretty much how, what it comes down to. It's like you're, you know that you're going to have more fun without me. If you look at this objectively, that this isn't going to be something that you're going to have fun with. I'm not going to have fun. You're not going to have fun. Just Let's just wait for a little while longer until we can get to a place that's not a cramped, tiny little cabin. Right. Because that's the biggest problem here is the ta- tiny it's cramped the space. Little, it's the space issue. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be that's what's going to really ratchet up some bad feelings and really ratchet up your anxiety and ratchet up your resentment towards him. Because it sounds like you already resent him for even the possibility of going. Uh, and I think this just needs to be something that you talk to him about. And like Jackie said, just wait a little bit longer. Just wait. Because it will always be a thing that you guys have to discuss. Yeah. I also, I've got that same kind of situation and every time. But the problem is, it is, what I've learned is that you never say, your family doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Because that is a really, they, they don't like that. Because <laughs> immediately is like, how, why, how can you say that? They, when you can, you know when someone isn't really that fond of you. Yeah. And you, all you can do is try and slowly 
change it. It's not something that's going to change overnight. It's something you got to got to like talk them into, win them over in time. Yeah. Winning them over is not going to happen in a small cabin. But winning them over is inviting them over to dinner if you guys obviously I think you probably all live close to each other it sounds yeah. like invite them over to dinner or bring something over to the house that you made or inviting them out to dinner and saying like this was my idea I wanted us all to get together put it on your own terms mm. rather than on their terms that's right and that's how you get a parent like you is to really just kind of take charge of a situation and not in a bitch way mm-hmm. but by saying hey I am choosing to spend time with you I would like us all to go do this yeah and then it's on your own terms Think of it like a mountain that you got to climb or a cliff face. Search for the handholds, the mm-hmm. footholds. You know, there is a way to the top of the mountain. Little things. <laughs> little things. Those just little tiny things where you can keep cr- crawling just a little bit more. And then finally, you're at the top of Parent Mountain and everything's just fine. And everything's great. And sometimes it takes many, many years. And sometimes it's not fully there. <laughs> but... What you do is you have a smile on Mm -hmm. and you just be the best version of yourself. But the thing is, is that in my situation, I would never be in a cabin (laughs) with his family because I know myself because I don't like to be backed into a corner. I don't like to have space, do not have space either, Mm. which I don't know a lot of people that do. Yeah. But when you know that about yourself, it's easier and not to always avoid a lot of situations, but in this specific one, avoid it. Yeah. Put it on your own terms. Deal with it in time, slowly. But I I mean, I hope that this hasn't passed already. And if it has, I would love to hear how it went, if you went. <laughs> or what you said to him if you didn't go. Yeah. Um, but either way, family is tricky. It's extremely tricky. And it will always be tricky, unfortunately. Yeah, it never gets simple. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect my significant other to come to my family for Christmas every year, which will always be a fight. Yeah. Because his family doesn't mind, and my family wants it to happen. Yes. So I feel like I win in that situation, but winning isn't what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's supposed to be compromising. Exactly. No, don't think about it winning. No. No, no. Winning is bad. It's compromising because there are going to be times when, you know, this is something you don't want to do, but this is an okay thing to not want to do. Going out to dinner, something that is finite, that is a few hours of time, suck it up and do it. Yeah. You know, but, but weekend, that's rough. Yeah, it's a bit much. So, yeah, let us, if it has passed, I hope it hasn't, uh, but if it has, let us know how it went. All right, well, that's all we have time for this week. we got to do a short one. Uh, but if you've got any uh, questions or comments for us, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com is the place to go to. Uh, remember, we're sponsored by craftvapery.com. Go to uh, craftvapery.com and put in the code sex and vaping for 10% off your first month's order. And we will talk to you all next week. Bring him back. Make noise, be free. Make noise and be free. Yeah. yeah. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.